The Bucks lost the front end of a back-to-back against the Washington Wizards, but they'll be back at it tomorrow. So we'll talk about what players we think are actually going to be available in this game. And we've got the old favorite triple threat back with us with Camille and Justin. So we're going to talk about this season overall and where the panic meter is for this Bucks team that have now lost four and five. They're slipping in the standings. And overall, I think you could say they've had a little bit of a scratchy regular season. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Monday to Friday, and also by my work over at ESPN. And as I mentioned, we've got the triple threat here. First time we've done this in a little while from the Tech Foul podcast. Camille Davis also with me weekly on this show. And from the Bucks Radio Network, we've got Justin Garcia for today's episode. It's brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's at prizepicks.com with the promo code locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Buckers watch or first listen of every single day, especially after, let's just say, the, not the most exciting games of all time, as last night was not against the Washington Wizards to start 2023. But the Bucks will play Washington again tomorrow. We'll have a post-game pod, as we do every Monday to Friday, occasionally on the weekend. So we appreciate you all listening to the show. Subscribe if you haven't already, particularly on YouTube, uh, where this, let's just say the most vibrant conversation happens in the youtube comments and we absolutely love that justin i haven't podcasted with you for a little bit so i'm gonna go to you first you're you were there last night for this game the whole thing i mentioned (laughs) you you didn't leave early that's impressive i've been there and i mentioned this yesterday i've been to a few new year's day games and it's always a great atmosphere i think because there's some people in town perhaps that get the chance to see the bucks that aren't always going to be around uh what was it like in the building either pre-game or throughout this one because this was a pretty flat affair, I would say, for the home team. So uh, there's a couple of things. One, I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't really empty out until four minutes left in the game. That uh, was it know, half price beers or something. What was going I, on? Well, I was gonna. I mean, we knew if we're being kind here, going into the fourth quarter, it was over. So I was surprised Bucks fans didn't just leave in droves at the end of the third and try to beat the the New Year's Day traffic. Um, but it was uh, it was a pretty Good atmosphere, all things considered. Hold on a second. We've done triple threats before, <laughs> but we've never done a fatal four-way on lockdown box. And Frank Vannon is with us. He was so disgusted by this game yesterday. He said, I am not talking about this uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks team. No, that's a lie. I think he had some other stuff going on, but he looks like he's ready to go. Frank Vannon, the founder of Brewhoop.com, a longtime voice of the podcast. Welcome to the fatal four-way. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure guys I've, i have no idea what you guys have been talking about because literally we just got back from our trip to wisconsin and i was yes i was in a hotel room with a sick four-year-old last night mm-hmm. as kane was alluding to so um which was probably for the best because let's be honest who wanted to talk about that game yesterday anyway um and let's but, be honest uh, frank let's be honest tilly went to a game on the weekend your daughter her first ever game saw Giannis, and she watched the first half of this bucks wizard and it made her feel physically ill and none of us can blame her for that 
I mean, I, I was really hoping for a 50 piece on Friday because then I could claim you, you called it out on the podcast yeah. um, that I wasn't able to join, but it would have been pretty awesome if, you know, the last game that I saw was seeing Giannis score 50. I went with my dad. They won an NBA championship. It felt like the closing of sort of one chapter of my fandom. And then I literally don't go to another game for whatever it is, a year and a half. Um, and then it's the next game I go to is the first game I ever go to with my daughter. Alas, Giannis can only manage 43 or whatever he he had and 20 rebounds so you know Giannis is kind of slacking a little bit but uh at least they won and uh of course came the most important thing is that she saw you know Joe Ingles historic <laughs> first double double in Milwaukee which you know she will she will be telling telling tales of the first game she went to seeing Joe Ingles uh put up 14 points and 10 assists you know when she's in her in her 50s and, and 60s uh but yeah it was a lot of fun um you know not so much the first half but uh, it was uh, it, it was funny because you know Justin Camille and I we met up earlier in the week. Uh, I slandered you in that tweet about it. We yeah, you want me to lay for right now or what? So you <laughs> no, took little hangout I, again? I can't. I, I have to. I have, I can't stay long anyway. My daughter's in the bath right now, and then she's gonna need some stories, which normally is is what dictates when I record with Kim. But um, but yeah, Justin Camille and I we had we had our, our Rockies with with our friend Eric Name, um, and uh, I was asking Justin, I was like, you know, what have the crowds been like this year? And, um, you know, it was interesting. I mean, there was a lot of frustration, especially in the first half of that game on Friday. But, you know, third quarter when they go on their run, start of the fourth quarter, you know, Joe Ingles hits a couple of those threes. Um, you know, it, it was like just this pressure release valve because yeah. whatever, they started two for 20 and then they finished 12 and 19. <laughs> um, so it was it was fun, though. The crowd was really good. And I was kind of surprised. I had no idea. I mean, my daughter's never watched a full game with me on TV, right? She doesn't have the attention span for that. I was kind of curious what it would be like going to a game. But um, no, she was into it. We never had to, sh- I, mean, I never had to give her like my phone to watch, you know, Disney or something. <laughs> like she was, she was pretty engaged throughout. And, uh, you know, the crowd was a little loud for her, but, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And um, my, my only notes from the fan experience side was I was used to the no- whole no straws thing. You know, people with little kids will appreciate like not having straws for little kids is, is kind of problematic. Um, I had a soda, the like tops they have now are actually like, like kind of little sippy top things are not bad. Um, but then like I got a water for my daughter and they like don't let you keep the tops nah. of the waters either. And it's just like, and I was really like, I was hold, carrying my daughter. I was like, okay, how am I going to carry this? And then the, the lady was nice enough. She gave me like a little thing to carry the drinks in. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, just can we get some like paper straws just in emergencies, like for kids or something like that? Maybe like if you, if you can, you know, hold a, a small child up like Simba style, like can you, can you be given a, a straw if you have a small child that you can offer? Um, that would be my, my only note. I'll have to tell our, uh, you know, friend of the pod, Dustin Godsey, um, mm. to maybe get some emergency straws for little kids, uh, available. But, uh, but other than that, it was, it was a ton of fun and, um, it wasn't, you know, minus 20 degree wind chill that night. So it, uh, it ended up being a, a pretty good game. And, and it was good because the bucks were 0 for four since I got to Wisconsin and they were <laughs> looking at the, uh, the, the 0 for five. Um, but the good news was I was leaving on Saturday regardless. So, so anyway, so that was my, um, that was my, my bucks fan experience, uh, on, on Saturday night. And then I'm glad that things got right back to, uh, you know, uh, pain and suffering. <laughs> last night which i was i wasn't i thought i was assuming Giannis would play and then when i got to my hotel i i watched the packer game on dvr on my phone and then i flip over and i'm like and i i, I forgot to do the hide scores thing and it gave me like you know 43 21 and i'm like ooh, like or 53 31 or something and i was like what um and i was just counted myself thankful that 
you know, Giannis decided to play on Friday and, and not, uh, not New Year's day. But anyway, so yeah, that's my, that's my tale. I, uh, I assumed Giannis would play yesterday and not play on Tuesday just because of a back to back. So it was kind of surprising that he was out. And um, so Kane, you asked about the atmosphere. I, I had said before you came on, Frank, I was frankly stunned that most fans waited until minutes to leave that game. And even when you knew it was pretty much over going into the fourth, it was still full and nobody was leaving. Um, the atmosphere overall wasn't bad. I think because the Giannis news, if you don't follow the injury report, you have no idea. And even then it didn't appear until early afternoon. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were just blindsided when they hear the starting lineups rolled out and they see, wait a minute, he's not playing tonight. So I think everybody was kind of caught off guard by it. I generally see it when I wake up in the morning and I might see a tweet from Eric or something. So it's the first thing I see in the morning. So I'm like, oh, you beauty, how am I going to burn these next two, three hours before I get to watch the box without Giannis, Chris and Drew? So I, I, I sort of slide into a little bit of depression there. But Camille, Chris Middleton, the update today from Eric Name. This is a quote from Mike Budenholzer. He says, I think there's been a few good days here, just continuing to work to prepare him to return to play. So there isn't a significant update this is me now, big surprise, back to Bud. But a couple of good days, and you want to stack those on top of each other. So we'll see how the next few go. I'm going to be honest. I, I said on yesterday's podcast that I'm giving it till the end of January before I really go into full-blown panic mode. But let's be honest, it doesn't seem like he's close. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing with the Bucks medical uh, team and Bud that we've learned <laughs> he could over play the last few years. Yeah. You, you just, you really don't know. They're going to keep everything really close to the vest when it comes to the health of the he's been, he's been ruled out the next two days, Kane. So let's just, let's just not, let's not build any false hope around that. But already <laughs> officially said he's out the next two days, but uh, perhaps end of the week. Anyway, sorry. We've also me. seen him upgraded or downgraded from right. questionable to out. So, so you we'll never see. really know. You just kind of have to take the day as it comes. And apparently, like your quote was saying, you got to just kind of try to stack good days. Each other. Um, you gave the bugs to the end of this month, which is like commendable, logical, respectful. Um, for me, I just mentioned it, I think, last week, where I'm, I'm just – there's some red flags that's starting to pop up a little bit where it's like, I don't think Chris Middleton reinserting himself back into the lineup fixes everything that we're starting to see with this team. Just a lot of effort things, turnovers, sloppy, general sloppiness, and them not being able to make a three-pointer is just giving really bad playoff flashbacks right now in the middle of the regular season, which is not always the coolest thing to have going on. But um, I would hope that Chris is, as Bud said, stacking those good days that he's close to a return that it's a situation where they're just trying to think of his long-term health and make sure that he's, you know, running at peak form come May, June, so on and so forth. And that they're like, you know, January, we can afford to, you know, slow roll this return back a little bit more, give him some time to get himself back. Right. So that we don't force anything because when you think about the layoff he had with the, with the knee initially, and then the wrist, like he hadn't played basketball in a very, very long time. So to see him come back in here, he had some, you know, minor bumps and bruises made sense. I did not expect him to still be out this long, but whatever he has going on, I just hope that it's something that doesn't linger once he returns back. Camille, they're saving all the threes for the playoffs. There, see, it's the don't opposite. waste all those threes on the regular season like they have normally. They're gonna they're gonna bank some. No, I uh, I, I I share some of that concern. Um, and and I was kind of curious that the I assume because literally I'm just getting in from from a trail. I assume you guys have not talked about the the Bill Simmons comment. Not about yet. the Bucks and some drama or whatever. 
Um, I mean, I, I tweeted like my general take on this, like, look, if ever there was a time for the random noise that happens around any team to start to bubble up a little bit more, it's going to be at a time when you're losing a bunch of games. You know, Giannis is carrying this crazy workload. Chris is like, mysteriously may not be the right word. I, I said curiously absent um, earlier, right? Um, you know, was Chris in the best shape he could have been coming back? Let's just say his history. <laughs> Chris has a history of not coming into regular camps in the best shape. I think when he's played with the national team, that's probably been a good thing, actually, because it kind of forces that a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like at this point, I think Chris Middleton's, you know, seemed like he had work to do regardless and then whatever these injuries have been on the one hand they don't seem serious from the sense i get but the flip side is okay dude like are you gonna you're gonna come back and play basketball like we're all just sort of you know in the dark and as camille was saying like you know not exactly brand new for the bucks to be just in some ways like yeah bud will give us updates but we don't really know the extent of things and again seems close so I'm not going to panic about the injury really, but it's just, you know, I think, do we have the license to be annoyed? Yeah. I think we, <laughs> I think we're within our rights, you know, as, as fans to be annoyed at just sort of the way this has all trended, right. Going to be back at the start of the regular season. All right. It's January, 2023. And we've barely seen, you know, much of Chris Middleton and certainly not much, much of his best. So that's annoying. And Giannis, I mean, I, I was thinking about like, this is the first time Giannis has ever had a negative differential in a month under the bud era. And I think it was like minus seven or eight net. I mean, it was a weird, weird month. He puts up these monster scoring numbers and the bucks could not shoot with him on the floor. The defense was bad with him on the floor. And obviously, even though they were weirdly like positive with him on the bench, just, just a weird month. And then drew getting sick and all that stuff. Like, like it, it, it's just a weird, you know, it, it, it's a couple months into the season as well. It's cold came. You can't relate to that, but I, I have just been in Milwaukee. It was really cold. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, when things are good, especially a team like the Bucks, you don't really hear about people, what they're annoyed with, or that there's kind of like maybe some stuff that, that people want to play more, things like that. But yeah, at times like these, that's when, you know, someone may randomly start to, to talk a little bit. And again, I mean, compared to Brooklyn or where Philly was at the start of the year and all that, I mean, you know, I think the Bucks are not in that kind of, <laughs> they're obviously not at that stage of anything, but um, you know, they just need to get healthy and get these dudes playing together again because, again, just this whole chain reaction of frustration, Giannis having to do too much, the role players being exposed for what they can't do, which is a lot that they can't do. It's just, you know, just I'm not a great vibes part of the calendar right now. And, again, you just hope that starting tomorrow, Drew's probable as of this podcast. Hopefully he comes back, even though he wasn't in practice today. Giannis practiced today. So hopefully you start at least get you get Giannis Drew back tomorrow. We'll see what that means for Toronto. Um, and you start to not just stack up a couple practice days for Chris Middleton, uh, but you start to actually stack up some wins for a change, which obviously they haven't been doing. So, um, so I don't know. Like I'm I'm struggling to like go panic panic mode, but like annoyance mode. Like yeah, as fans, of course. Like they've been and they got their doors blown off multiple times by good teams. Like they haven't looked good, right? And Giannis has had some monster games, but for the most part, there's been a lot of reason to be annoyed. And, um, you know, I think also just, I mean, you can't, you can't help but wonder with some of the role players, like, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it, Camille, Justin, and I, and Kim, we've talked about it. like, what, 
what do they really need with the trade deadline now, like a little more than a month away? I think we'll have some good conversations about that, but it's also kind of stinks. Cause like, until you get those, all those guys back, it's kind of hard to really like figure out how this team fits together because, you know, Joe Ingles having, you know I mean? Like on Friday, like they had Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles and AJ Green seem to play the majority of the minutes defending Anthony Edwards. It's like, first off, I don't know how Anthony Edwards didn't like just destroy the, <laughs> those matchups more. Like those guys held up actually not horribly, but um, we're just, it's a funhouse mirror right now. Like we, we need to see like a closer version of what this team's going to be like in the regular season and, or in the postseason, which again, hopefully these guys also get healthy. But, um, but again, like it's, it's hard for me to be like, more than just annoyed until we start to see that i think uh two things before we continue and i'm in my daughter you look room like now. you're i'm in my i'm in my daughter's pink room now so i'm <laughs> okay i'm about it to look do... like you were sitting on uh blues clues chair or something yeah like that. <laughs> the, the first off if, if any parent the best chair you have in your house is always the the chair in your first kid's room that you yeah. like bought that does the sliding thing for like babies they're the best chairs ever, like almost worth having a child just to have one of these chairs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I do, I'll do like working here during the day when my daughter's at, uh, at school. But, um, but anyway, I got, I got bedtime to, to, to deal with you guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it go back to, uh, to, uh, what, what did you call it? The, the three man weave here. Um, and I'll three person weave and I'll get back out of your hair, but I just figured I'd drop in and, and offer my, my random, uh, you know, parting shots from, from my, my trip to Wisconsin, by the way, three trips to Rockies, uh, six slices and one order of breadsticks over the course of about 10 days, which, uh, I think last year I went four times. So I'm slipping a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I haven't stepped on a scale here. We'll see. We'll see where I'm at post holidays. Let's be honest. We've all had a, a rough week or so when it comes to eating and, uh, whatever else, Frank. So I wouldn't worry about that. Are we podcasting tomorrow post game? What do you think? Screw it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take yeah. our medicine. Let's plan on it. I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, all right. the players show up. All right, Frank Madden, everybody. <laughs> all right, speaking of stacking up uh, things, guys, as we're back to the triple threat with Camille and Justin, we hope that our listeners are stacking up wins on Prize Picks, which is our sponsor of the podcast today. Uh, you might ask how it, win, uh, how, how it works, I should say. You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. Uh, Packers, perhaps, uh, yesterday might have intrigued our listeners or viewers, but there's NFL stuff, uh, hockey mentioned every time. Justin's our resident hockey expert on this podcast, but you can find any sport you want. College stuff as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, Frank kind of just teased the Bill Simmons stuff. Justin, as we continue rolling here. And by the way, everyone should listen to the Locked On Sports Today podcast after they're done with this one. Peter Bukowski, who I think was pretty fired up yesterday, he'll have you covered with all the sports news from around the world with the help of the local experts. But the Bill Simmons stuff. So look, he mentioned the whatever. It was it was literally a five-second grab on his podcast that said there's weird chemistry stuff going on. And 
Uh, I've said before, I enjoy listening to that stuff. I find it very humorous, very entertaining. I just personally like it. I know a lot of people don't. That's fine. Clearly, he's done pretty well for himself. But when I was even thinking about that, I was thinking to myself, well, who's even got the right to be pissed off right now? Because if it, it, most of the guys have got more minutes than they would have got in a perfect world because of all the injuries that have been there. Maybe Serge Ibaka hasn't played a lot, but everyone else has probably been getting expanded minutes. And the guys, if they were playing limited minutes and weren't happy about it, if everyone gets back healthy, you don't think they're going to play anyway. So I, I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It was only a five-second grab, Justin. But he, I want to throw these numbers at you. So I looked it up today. So this is, in my estimation, the three best players on the contending teams in the Eastern Conference. So Tatum, Brown, and Smart from Boston. They've played 708 minutes together. Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley have played 581 minutes together in Cleveland. Durant, Irving, Simmons have played 371 minutes together in Brooklyn. So that's a little bit on the lower scale, 371. But still, they've obviously started to find some rhythm. For Holiday, Giannis, and Middleton, they've played 67 minutes together this season. So the concern continues to be if he's going to come back. But the reality is we just haven't seen anywhere near close to the best version of this team. But did you do you make anything of potential chemistry stuff. You're in there certainly closer than what I am uh, at the moment, obviously. Um, I mean, I guess first and foremost, I'm sure there's some chemistry concerns when you have well, 67 so. minutes together with your three best players. And and when you just look at, we joked about it, but look at some of the groupings we've seen on the floor where the beginning of the season, I remember thinking like, man, this, this is a lot better than last year. There's no Chris and there's no Pat yet, but still, I remember some of those games early last year where it was Mamu having a career performance every other game because he had to. And then all of a sudden we're, we're back to that, that, that place. So um, I'm sure there's chemistry there. Uh, the rest of the guys that you kind of hinted at of, of like, who's not playing a lot that could maybe have some gripes behind the scenes. I mean, if you just look at it, George Hill and um, Wesley Matthews have, been kind of on and off with their playing time, but I'm sure that was the discussion with both of them coming into the season of this is how we plan on using you to kind of preserve you for the postseason. Serge Ibaka kind of seems like the same thing of like, hey, you're our emergency guy for bigs in case we have more more foul troubles in a game or injuries pop up. So it's your second year with us. You can learn a little bit more, but you're not going get, to be getting heavy playing time. Jordan Lohr is really the only guy that I think you would look at and say, well, kind of interesting how his numbers just really fell off a cliff. And a lot of that has to do with this team reintroducing some wing players. But the last few games, I mean, he's the noticeable name that hasn't been able to play despite all the injuries that they've had. And uh, especially with the outcome of some of those games and the lack of offense. So I, I think I'm kind of with what you guys have all said so far and you and Frank that I, I don't make a ton of it. I'm sure there is a little bit of frustration just because of where they've, what they've been going through for the last month of the season. And I'm sure the guy that's maybe the most frustrated is Bud when he looks at who he has available on a nightly basis, that that's kind of wearing on him. But um, I'm with you of, I'm not reading anything into it or, or even hovering over the panic button until we get to February and it's more of the same where guys continue to be in and out of the lineup and you know, maybe you, you still haven't seen Chris yet. And then it's time to kind of raise an eyebrow and say, okay, 
what's really going on here? Because as bad as it's been and as ugly as it's been and frustrating as it's been, the good news for the Bucks is the Brooklyn Nets are really the only team that's been on fire since December 1st. And they just won again tonight against a bad team. But still, it's Brooklyn. Philadelphia has been playing better. Cleveland's been playing better. But the Celtics are, I think, seven and seven or eight and seven since December first. The Bucks are eight and eight now. So those two teams have kind of been doing the same thing, and I think it's easy for us because we're so close to it and trapped in what the Bucks are doing to look at this and say, well, what's going on here? When in reality, a lot of teams have just been playing okay since December first. Yeah, the Bucks nine and zero start is gets brought up a lot. Uh, I see from fans, and I think it's a fair point. We probably didn't expect that at the time. We originally looked at December and said this is going to be really tough because you have that heavy start at home. Look, in the end, fortunately, they cashed in on that. I'll get some more questions to you with the chemistry stuff, uh, Camille, after we talk about our friends at betonline.net, which is the number one source for sports betting info and stats. You can find everything you need across multiple sports, but you can also get the latest on the NBA awards. Now, uh, Giannis has dropped over the last over December, actually, we should say. Now, this won't be a surprise to many people. We've just discussed the record for the team. He's now the fourth favorite for MVP. Maybe you see some value there. Luka Doncic is the favorite. Uh, he won the player of the week for the West this week, averaging about 40 billion points per game. Then you got Nikola Jokic coming in second, then Jason Tatum third, and Giannis is fourth. If you want to get involved in the NBA Coach of the Year award, uh, Mike Budenholzer, uh, I don't know. Look, uh, I'm just saying from what I read in the YouTube comments, but he's there. He's currently the, let me count here, he is the 10th favorite for NBA Coach of the Year. So if you're feeling enticed by that one, you can go and jump on at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Camille, so just as Justin was going through that and talking about, okay, who would even have a reason to be aggrieved? The other point, the other guy that probably has reason to be aggrieved is probably Giannis because he's been asked to do too much. But I don't know who he can be annoyed. Is he annoyed at Chris for being injured? Anyway, that's all speculation, but I'm just saying he is the one guy in the team that I could sit back and say, why isn't these guys making threes? Why am I needing to do absolutely everything for this team and score 40 and 20? But um, we know he's... Uh, He's the ultimate teammate at this point in time. But if you look at the minutes, Jordan War has played 437 to Marjan Bochamp's 375. So you can't say that he didn't have his opportunities and he just didn't, straight up didn't cash in on them. And then you look at the Javon Carter, George Hill stuff. George Hill still played over 600 minutes this year in only 30 games. So he's probably played more than you probably really want him to. And then uh, Javon Carter obviously has been a big beneficiary with 919. But do you read anything into it at all? Well, at least one thing Giannis can draw on is experience. It's not the first time he's been here where he's had to, you know, put so much right. on his shoulders. Um, but no, seriously, though, um, one thing I always think of when I hear comments like this or reports like this is one, who is the source? Um, and it being Bill Simmons is kind of like, okay, well, kind of have to understand what that means. Like you mentioned, some people detest him, some people love his content, but. Um, overall, he's going to be entertaining. Uh, and he is a Boston homer. So it's interesting <laughs> that he did want to throw out that that line about the Bucks struggling and whatnot, even though the Bucks have, as we've mentioned, had all of these different roster constructions trying to plug guys in and someone's sick, someone's hurt. Let's get this guy some minutes. It hasn't been any continuity 
with the Bucks. Meanwhile, over the last 10 games, the Celtics are 500 and they've been pretty healthy. So it's interesting, you know, just to hear those types of comments come through. But um, overall, even if it is true, like you like mentioned, I'm not exactly sure uh, who will really have the biggest beef, probably Jordan War. And as for Giannis, I would think it's one of those things where it's like you're more irritated, but not at anyone in particular, but rather the situation itself. You don't expect that when the new year strikes that you haven't really been able to play solid minutes with the guys who you plan to go to battle with in the playoffs. That's kind of un- that's unexpected. The fact that Joe Ingles is back before we get a lot of Chris Middleton. Like, it's just it's not how we expected things to go. So I could see some frustration coming out of that. But overall, I feel like the guys that we have in that locker room, they play for each other. They understand the end goal here. A lot of vets in there. They know what they're trying to get to, and that's that championship. So just a rocky season right now, as I always say. You hope that things like this happens earlier on in the year rather than later on in the year. Speaking of Boston, as we saw with Boston last year, I mean, this time last year there were conversations about should Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum be traded, should be broken up. They can't work together. It's not going to work. And then they go on this crazy, you know, win streak, make a run to the finals. And now everybody's just like, oh, my gosh, what a great duo this is. Like, oh, they're they're fantastic together. Things can change really quickly in the NBA. Um, but one thing you got to do is remember it's a long season and try to keep it together as much as you can while working on that end goal, of trying to win a championship. Yeah, I think that was probably – when I said that Giannis has reason to be frustrated, I think that's more the point. Everyone should be frustrated because the Bucks started 9-0 and and they're 14-13 and 13, mm-hmm. uh, since that stretch of time. And this is a team that, um, Justin, as you know, over the course of the last few regular seasons, they've been able to figure it out. So you had me when you mentioned the Boston Celtics, and that's right. So they were 25-25 and 25 on January 28 last year. Well, they were 19 and 21, and I, they went like 32 and 10 to close the year, something like that. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're, they're, that's a 500 team at the end of Jan. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just a long, long season. I, I guess the frustration from probably Giannis, if he has a, because we know he's the ultimate competitor, he wants to play. He's just like, I want to win. I want my guys back. And everyone's just in a holding pattern. So, um, yeah, I'd be very surprised personally if there was any chemistry stuff. But uh, once these things start to get out there, then you just sit back and wait and see if there's any any further info uh, along the way there. But they do play the Wizards. Let's be honest, if they have Giannis and they have Drew, you just want them to get a win. We want to have a post-game pod where we're feeling uh, you know, happy about this team again. And it's not going to change anything if they win tomorrow, but you need to start ticking over these wins when the schedule gets a little bit easier. I would assume Bradley Beal's coming back tomorrow. Uh, I was under the strong or today, whenever you listen to this, I was under the strong impression he was going to play on new year's day. And he was warming up for quite a bit that it seemed like we were told he was going to be a game time decision and had to go through some stuff. It looked like he passed. Um, but I think once the wizards saw what the score was, it just became a, we probably don't need to rush him back today. And um, also if it, it seems like I was distracted the last few minutes, Donovan Mitchell just pulled a Luka Doncic and tied the game off his own missed free throw <laughs> to send it into overtime against the Bulls. Uh, well, should the Bucks want the Cavs to win or should they want the Bulls to lose and stay away from them as they keep tumbling down the standings, Camille? Is that a little too negative? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I won't tell anyone how they should be cheering. That, if, that's okay. your, if that's someone's logic, God bless <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully the Bucs can get a win 
Uh, Camille, you going to any games soon? What what the heck's going on? I know it's cold outside. What's going on? You got any plans? I know, I know. Um, I haven't been to a game yet, but I will be going to a game um, on my husband's birthday. They play the Hornets on his birthday at the end of this month. So I'll be um, in the building for that game. Is that the actual day of his birthday? Yep, the 31st. That is the day after mine. Wow. Okay, Aquarius energy. All right. Do you know what's crazy about that? It's a little bit under eight months before mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And about five months before mine. So, you know, (laughs) we're all in there. All right. I need to make sure everyone understands that they need to listen to game to game once they're done listening to Locked on Bucks as we try and get this uh, a little bit back on track. We know Locked on Bucks is your first listen, but make your second listen game to game uh, NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh Justin, what did you think about the uh, whole fatal four-way situation here? <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, we've we've all done shows with Frank in the past. You just <laughs> clear out and you let him iso ball. <laughs> so that's I think what we all did. Well, to be fair, he was hanging around for a short time, not a long time, and uh, it had been about three or four days since we spoke. So I think he had some stuff to get off his um, off his chest. So have to. You know, sometimes you just got to let Frank cook, Camille. Yeah, yep. Hey, you uh, you understand? Shooters are going to shoot, and and Frank is going to Frank is going to Frank. So you just got to got to clear out and be ready to catch that ball when the pass comes. All right, let us know what you all thought about it though. It's fun when we got three. It's better when we got four. I, th- I don't know how many people you can get on this uh, streamyard account, but I think you can do way more. So we might be able to have some real carnage uh, as the se- season continues. But uh, Frank already confirmed that he'll be back for post game tomorrow. Hopefully the Bucks win. Hopefully there's just uh, sensational vibes all around uh, with this Milwaukee team. That overall, let's be honest, they're 23 and 13. Uh, we're all just a little bit impatient. We want to see all the best players on the floor uh, so we can enjoy watching this team play. So we'll be back tomorrow for the post-game show. Uh, and we'll speak to you guys then.